looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone, and we are really excited for all of you to hear this episode with our good friend, Kristen. She is here today, and we are so excited to have you, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. As you know, we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> Look, we're excited to finally be chatting. <laughs> Like with microphones, of course, we've been chatting for a while, but like with microphones in front of us, it feels a little different. It feels kind of cool. So first, for the people who don't know you, you want to tell a little bit about, so this is the cliche question we ask, what got (laughs) you into PT in the first place? And then we'll kind of get to where you're at now. Yeah. So what got me into PT in the first place was I decided back in high school that that's what I wanted to do. Um, It was really me just being like, thinking I had to have my life figured out when I was in high school, which is really silly. But that's what I thought, <laughs> like a lot of us probably. I was like, well, what do I want to do? And, you know, I thought I wanted to work with athletes, you know, typical, like thinking that's all PTs do. <laughs> wanted to work with athletes, but ironically, I wanted a normal like nine to five job. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't want to be an athletic trainer. Um, you know, and I kind of think I want to work in the health field, but I don't want to just work in a hospital, <laughs> which is half of what we do in PT potentially. But anyways, that was initially it. And then I shadowed a little bit and I was like, yeah, I can do this. I think this is what I want to do. And then I was just set. I was just like, I felt like I had to have a goal and that was what I was going to do. And that's what initially started it. And then went to school undergrad with that all in mind. So how was PT school? So did you get right in from undergrad or what was that transition like? I did. I did. Yeah. I, my trans, yeah, I think I only had like two weeks between undergrad and grad school. It was, it was really quick. (laughs) Like I went out, I went to um, undergrad at Northern Michigan University up in the upper peninsula of Michigan and then turned around and went to grad school at Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions in Provo, Utah. It was a newer school at the time. Um, and it was like, I think two weeks was in between, um, like graduation, end of track and field, and then jetted my way out to Utah, had never been before. So, Oh my gosh. So two week <laughs> turnaround, new place, new classmates, yes. professors. Tell us how first semester was and really that transition. Yeah. I remember like first semester, I definitely didn't feel quite ready in the sense of, I think I just wanted a break. Honestly, I remember feeling like, oh man, I just want a break. Like I just got done with school and now I'm going right into, we got anatomy right away and oh man, this is hard. But honestly, it wasn't horrible of a transition for me to be 100% honest. Uh, I just, the only part I remember is just being like not fully, not fully ready, like 
in the sense of I just wanted a break. Maybe I was just being lazy, but that's what I, that's what I remember mainly. Look, not lazy. People have not that thought lazy. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just a lot of work, especially with a two week turnaround, especially yeah. moving from moving. Michigan to Utah, right? Yeah. 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 And new people, new classmates, like, I think it's crazy though, because I felt feel like at least if I'm not, unless I'm not remembering it correctly, like I transitioned okay, honestly, compared to like I just moved down to Florida, as you guys know. Honestly, that this has been a harder transition for me. Like my last two moves have been harder for me than PT school. Like I don't know, maybe I was just young and adventurous still, and had a lot of energy still for changes, and I don't know. But oh man. <laughs> You're not that old, Kristen. We're not going to go down that <laughs> I'm not old. That's right. <laughs> You're what? Like how many years out of PT school are you right now? Um, Almost seven. Shoot. Almost seven. That's crazy. This December. Oh, December 13th. I'll be seven years out of PT school. Like that's the day I graduated. You graduated in 2013? Yep. December 13th, 2013. Wow. Oh, I am old. See, I'm no, older than you thought. Not old. <laughs> I knew how old you were. I know. <laughs> so funny. Oh, Gabby, you were about to say something. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead, Sarah. I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Okay. Can we briefly talk about this transition? I know this isn't the whole point of this podcast. It's po- I mean, I want to touch on this because a lot of people move around a lot in PT school and have to go through these transitions. And you just moved from where to Florida? Wisconsin. I was in North Dakota before that, but Wisconsin temporarily to Florida. Exactly. You're all <laughs> over the place. So what was tough about it? Do you mind talking about this for a minute? Yeah, no, that's fine. Cause I think this is probably more relatable to like students who go through transitions and stuff. Um, yeah, for me, it was just like starting, you know, having to find a new friend group, right? Like having, you know, new friend group, um, new everything, like figuring out where everything is. Right. Which isn't really the hard part. I think a big part for me is that I moved down here and I work all for my own, for myself um, online, which is really awesome and what I've wanted. But I realized, especially during a pandemic and moving like that, I mean, I guess students can relate to that right now who just started. Like that was hard. Like, like the only way to meet people, like obviously I knew you guys, which is awesome. And Sarah, you weren't here right away. And I'm super excited you're here now because we get to hang out in person. Um, but um, yeah, it's just like, oh, where, where do you meet people? You don't even interact with people a lot when you're online. So I guess any students that are online with their school, um, so that part, I, I realized how much I really crave human interaction and that part was tough. <laughs> I can totally, as we can all relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can all relate to that, especially just, I know for a lot of students, the, you know, the NSC conference just happened and it's been virtual, but you know, it's great to see people interact online but when it comes in person it's just you crave that human connection and I know that's right. been like the biggest struggle for me during this time but um and like for a lot of people too it's just you know you miss your classmates you miss so many things but so going into going back to PT school and going through how was um the rest of PT school like was there a certain you know year or time even during clinicals that you really had to face some challenges or difficulty. Yeah. I would say that that first semester was the hardest in the sense of, I remember anatomy being hard and being like, like, I'll be honest, like, I don't think undergrad was ever that hard for me. So I think, you know, getting to grad school, I was like, oh shoot, like I, 
actually have to try a lot harder to do okay. And then it's not even just for your grades at that point. It's not for grades at all. It's just like, you know, it's for you at that point. And I remember anatomy being hard. Also, our anatomy was all online. Side note, we didn't even have a cadaver lab, which, yeah. Anyway, so that was extra hard. Um, but I remember anatomy being hard. And then also, well, I guess you could also say clinicals. I mean, I guess, obviously, like I realized how poor my communication was when I got the clinicals. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like, I don't know, what was I, 23, I think then, or 24? Like, I feel like I don't know how to communicate with people. Like, and that was like one of my biggest, like, mark, not markdowns, but you know, feedback from my um, clinical instructors and just had to realize that that was something I really had to um, work on. And it was kind of a big ego hit because I was like, still, I, you know, hadn't hit a lot of challenges in my life at that point, I feel like. So it was kind of like, oh, like I suck at something. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that yet, (laughs) you know, but that's good. You gotta, you gotta suck at things. And so you can get better. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And it's important too, that you do say that because, you know, like you said, you got to suck at things in order to get better and you have to fail at some point, even if it is a little punch to the gut initially, especially when you're used to talking to professors and classmates and these medical terms and like, they know what you're about to do to do a certain special test or mobilization or whatever. (laughs) So it's like totally different to go into the clinic and do the same thing. Yep. Yep. So that was a little blow to the ego, but it's okay. I survived. (laughs) And then you graduated. Fast forward. Okay. Let's fast forward. So when you graduated, what was new grad life like? What did you think it would be like versus reality? Yeah. I feel like, well, I guess the answer that I feel like even going into my last like six months of my clinical definitely hit my first time in my life. I was like, oh my gosh, there's not like a directed course in my life all of a sudden. Like there was always like a directed course in my life. So I was like, I get to decide this. What do I want to do? Like, I remember kind of feeling a little lost, to be honest. Um, but I decided to go the travel PT route is what I did for my first like year and a half. Um, so I did home health PT as a traveler, had never had any home health experience. Um, and it worked out great. It was honestly a great learning experience and everything. Um, but I guess to like answer that question, like, what was it like? Um, like, I guess I wasn't doing even what I knew I wanted to do long-term with home health and traveling. So for me, it wasn't as much of a, I don't even know if what you want to say, like learning experience there, but it was, um, I think the biggest thing was me just like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. It was for me, I used that first year as kind of like a transition, just kind of chill out. We'll just do this travel PT for a little bit and figure out what I want to do. Well, I'm feeling a little, a little, a little lost at what I wanted to do, to be a hundred percent honest. Yeah. And I feel like, especially now for a lot of students who are nearing that six month mark. And I just had the realization <laughs> we are at that six month mark. If you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I was counting. I was like, Oh God, we are literally at that point right now. Yeah. Which is, that's scary. Yeah. It's exciting, but scary as well. Um, and so after, you know, travel, what made you decide to say like, okay, you know, what was next after that? Yeah. So I definitely went through um, like a couple bumps for sure. And I can back it up a little bit because I think it'll make sense. But definitely when I was in PT school first to go back, even before clinicals, I do remember starting to be like, I don't know that this is what I want to do. Um, I always had this sense of, and my dad actually asked me before, right before I you know, went to PT school, is this what you want to do for sure? I was like, yes. Um, but there was always this little thing in the back of my mind. I was like, the whole question of like, what would you do um, even if you weren't paid for it? 
the answer was always coach cross country and track. Like I was like, or be a coach of any sort, honestly, like I grew up playing other sports too, but I was just like, I'd be a coach. Like, I don't think that would feel like work. I mean, I'm pretty positive. Um, but I was always like, well, I don't make enough doing that. And yeah, I, I need, like, it was all like more financial driven, which is funny knowing now what I know being a PT, <laughs> but, um, but backing up to that. So I kind of had that sense. And then going through my internship, a little bit of similar feelings. I was like, I actually don't know that I love this. Like, and I felt so guilty and so bad that that was the case. It's okay that I'm sharing this, right? I assume. Um, I just was, yeah, I just like, yeah, felt like, I don't know that this is what I want to do. Um, so then going forward to, you know, after I graduated, one thing I was like, well, maybe I'll do a sports residency that was always in the back of my mind, like the residency route. I honestly took that year off. I was kind of burnt out. I had a pretty intense clinical internship, um, which was really awesome. Learned a lot, but I was a little burnt out after coming out. So also part of the reason of taking a year off. Um, and I figured I would apply for sports residencies. Didn't get in. Um, I applied two years for that. So didn't get in. And then that second year, I wasn't even disappointed that I didn't get in. Cause so I was kind of like, I don't think this is the route I want to go. I was actually like relieved when I didn't get accepted. I only applied to one, one school that year which was in North Dakota where I was living. I was like, oh, I'm like actually excited. Um, but then I spent like the next, what? Um, I spent, I, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to force myself to be in a, in, a, in a clinic job, nine to five outpatient clinic, just see, like, I think I just need to settle down and see if this is what I want. But I should have listened to my God. I didn't want it. I never wanted it. It was just never felt right. <laughs> um, but through that process, I started to, um, explore with doing things more online. Um, the, you know, freedom to me was always important. And I always thought, oh, if I could live wherever, if I could travel, that would be cool. Um, I started doing some health coaching online. I think that was back in like 2016, actually. Um, and then it slowly over time, as I got connected with other people like you guys, um, and started to learn more business entrepreneur side of things that slowly shifted into working with runners online. Um, and then in that, through that process too, I also, I'm trying to, I feel like there's so much to this story, but I also, <laughs> I also did a little bit of uh, cash, my own cash-based, um, PT where I was too, but that was kind of, kind of quick, kind of long. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that's not too long at all. <laughs> Look, it's hard to summarize. You just summarized seven years in like seven minutes. Yes. <laughs> and that's really hard to do. So first of all, kudos to you. Second of all, there's a lot of things that I want to touch on. So one, were you doing cash base? Like what made you kind of switch into cash base? What made you realize like, eh, maybe actually flip the switch and say, actually, I accept that this isn't feeling right to me. Yeah. And trying to find something that did. Yeah, no, I think that's a good question too. So when I did do, remember when I was like, okay, I'm going to go into outpatient. I'm not going to do the travel gig. Um, so I'm in North Dakota this time. When I first moved there, I did do travel for a bit too. Going to accept you know, normal job per se and see how I like it, force myself basically. And I, you know, part of it for me was that I, as a, as someone that's been injured a lot, currently injured as I'm talking to you guys, as an athlete, I always felt like as, as a patient, I didn't even feel like the system was necessarily set up way, the way I would want to be treated. And, you know, I'm a runner. And then, so on top of that, I've always felt like we could be treating runners a lot better. We could have more time with them. It could be a lot more preventative, like just the way that PT was set up in just, you know, just a normal clinic basis. I just felt like it could be a lot better. 
from a patient standpoint, but then as I'm uh, working as well, I'd get frustrated that I couldn't really do what I wanted to do with my patients and really fully get them better, right? Um, so during that time, I do remember starting to have thoughts like, hey, I just, I think it'd be really cool to do, you know, cash base. Like, why don't we just charge them cash? We don't have to deal with insurance. I'm super frustrated by insurance. At this point, I honestly don't think I even knew of anyone doing it this way. Like I might've heard of one person. So I was kind of shy to even say that that's something I wanted and no one I was surrounded by at that point was frustrated enough or had, you know, entrepreneur goals enough to even, you know, if I mentioned to them like, oh yeah, cool. Maybe, yeah, you know, cool. I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I won't talk about that with you guys, but I always thought that would be cool. Um, So that's kind of where that started. And then I, as I, got involved with more entrepreneurs, I realized how, you know, obviously it's grown a lot in the last few years too, but how prevalent it was and that it is something that you could do and it is something you could be successful with. So on the cash-based side of things, that's where that evolved. Now it came down to meshing what I wanted for my life, but on that side, that's where, where that came from. <laughs> we'll talk about meshing it then. Okay. I, was you you just go in. I try to like give breaks. So I'm not going to run, rolling <laughs> off and you guys are like, hold, hold. Calm down, Kristen. <laughs> We'd give you a hand signal, like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I knew I wanted to do that, but also for one, where I was living at the time was North Dakota, and I knew I wasn't going to stay there forever. Um, I would, sorry, North Dakota, if you're, if you're listening, I just, <laughs> it was too cold. But also always kind of had in the back of my mind that I'd like to be online for a number of reasons being, you know, a couple of things I had mentioned, like, hey, it'd be nice to travel, live where you want. But really more so like part of it, too, was like, hey, if I have a family one day, I can, you know, that'd be a lot easier to mix. I just saw how hard it was for people with families that were working full time in the clinic. Like, I felt like I was like, this is not a life at all. Like, I don't want this for my life. And I'm like, you know, this was in my first, well, even back to when I was a student, I was just like, I don't want that life (laughs) at all. So partially that's why too, I don't want to be just working in the office all the time. So um, that would be part of where that started to mesh in too. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, and that's huge too, especially for a lot of students. I feel like in school, we don't, get as much of it, but outside of it, and even on social media, now it's more prevalent and having those options of, okay, I can, I can do this and treat the patients that I want. And some, I feel like a lot of people now are just scared to make the leap Mm -hmm. and for, for you, like making the leap from, you know, let's just say clinic-based to cash-based or even online, what was what you thought it would be versus reality and yeah, we'll start there. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is how much I've let fear hold me back for so long. And even to this day, like, oh, it's an, it's an ongoing process of getting over. And I'm just like, cause now you look back and you're like, oh, if I just would have got over myself a little quicker, I could have moved along that line a little quicker. But I honestly feel like a lot for me personally has been like, things finally happened when I was pushed to make them happen, unfortunately or fortunately, in the sense of, you know, I was doing cash-based, a little bit of cash-based PT, had started some online coaching, and I was doing some PRN, well, wait, I was doing PRN, I hadn't fully done cash-based yet, I wanted to start cash-based, couldn't because it was going to be a conflict of interest, wasn't really financially at a spot where I felt like I could afford to jump, but it was either stay in this PRN that isn't actually even giving you enough hours, and you're not really even fully getting any financially or take the jump and go cash base. So that was one shift in my life where I was like, all right, jump. (laughs) 
here we go. <laughs> so I went cash based. And then I had moved to North Dakota back to Wisconsin. And at that point, I just went all online for a little bit. There was a bunch of things that had happened online that were progressing too. So I just took my focus online for a bit. And I actually thought I was going to start to go back to maybe some cash base, even though I knew that wasn't actually what I wanted. I knew it's still like pay the bills per se. Right. So I'm back in my hometown too. I know people there. I enjoy, you know, treating runners. I enjoy coaching more, but I knew still, Hey, that's something, a skill I have and I can do when I was getting ready. I had just launched a course. So I was like, had more time to start doing some more in person. That was when Corona started. <laughs> so I was like, actually, never mind. We're just going to go all in online. <laughs> So there's been a lot of times I feel like where I've been, I've been pushed to do it like with no other option and also like go with that Corona time. I was kind of thinking, maybe I'll go take a PRN job a little bit. And I was like, oh, never mind. There's not going to be PRN jobs. So I'm just going to have to jump again. So I, I feel like I've been forced to get over fear, uh, whether I wanted to or not a lot of times. <laughs> I think it's just nice to hear from you because students <laughs> are thinking the same thing. They're out yeah. there like, you know, I was forced to overcome that fear of cadaver lab and here I am and it's totally fine. Or I was forced to overcome X, Y, Z and here I am. It's like with anything, right? It's like with a race, you start with a 5k and then you do a 10k and you're like, Hey, the 5k wasn't so bad. And then it keeps going. I don't know if you've, you've had that, right? Everyone's had. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Forced to overcome. Or time-wise even like, oh, I don't ever think I'll be able to hit that time. And then you do. And you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. (laughs) And then you can't go back. Then you hit a new expectation for yourself, right? Yep. Yep. That's the standard then. That's where you think you can, you can stay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's really important to also kind of differentiate between what were you doing like PT for runners versus coaching runners? Yeah. So for me, I was so treating runners would be in person would be strictly, you know, runners with injuries for the most part, you know, getting them healthy, getting them back to running. Also that would transition. The cool part about doing cash base is I could transition and slash combine my coaching with that, like give them a strength plan. Like how many times in the clinic, a standard clinic, are you actually going to give them a whole strength plan? That doesn't really happen. We're giving them rehab. Right. So I can do that. And then also run plans and that can transition after I am done with the PT side of things, now it can go into coaching. So whether that is a runner or if that's just an everyday athlete, you can transition into whatever kind of workout you're going to, you know, give them for me that happens to be runners. So into run coaching on the online side of things that mainly looks like coaching um, runners for a specific race, or right now it's a specific race eventually or a virtual race, (laughs) had to get creative, but online, that's what it looks like pretty strict, like strictly for a specific race as well as strength training, as well as people coming off of injuries. Like let's say they went to PT and they need to get back to running. So I guess, yes, run coaching, whatnot, but we have that specialty where we can link that gap between, I feel like there's a gap between there's coaches. And of course coaches and PTs can mesh one way or the other, but coaches don't always know the PT side, the rehab side fully. Right. And not all PTs know the coaching side, but if you know both, like we can kind of have that gap where we can take someone from PT being done back to running and then also further. Um, so I'll work with some people in that way online as well, which is really cool and rewarding. So, yes. I love that. And it's kind of crazy now with the virtual races. How has that been during this time of just coaching people through that? Have you done a virtual race during <laughs> this time? Not right now, but during COVID? 
So I actually haven't myself. I, I mean, I, I technically, I, I organized a virtual race with a group of other PTs who are also run coaches earlier in June. Um, I technically ran a 5k that day. I didn't race it. I have been injured since July. And then the two months before that I had just moved to Florida and I was adjusting, which felt like being injured. I was just like, like adjusting the Florida heat. So anyways, needless to say, I haven't personally done a ton, but I have athletes that have, it's definitely been a challenging time as, as a coach and, and as athletes, a lot of athletes it's are, you know, losing steam or that motivation. It's been just have to get the coaching looks different, right? We don't have that main goal. That's always races and a PR. And this is even going into the business side and marketing side. Like that's had to fully change, which has been just, you know, for any business owner out there too, it's just shifting how we do things because people aren't motivated really by races right now. I think people are starting to get sick of virtual races. Obviously there's people out there. I have some athletes that have just been good, but, but not everyone is. So it's, it's been challenging. Like it's definitely been challenging on multiple levels. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can't emulate a real race, right? You and right. I know that very well. You cannot expect somebody to do as well right when they have these external factors and people around them and this adrenaline and the music and all these things that maybe seem kind of like minuscule on the outside people who never do races but really right. sometimes people just race for the beer and food at the end yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's just like such a social thing too it's, it's what their so friends social. do and you know so I definitely was a little at first as, as a coach, as an athlete, I was like, why is this such a big deal? Like, guys, this, I mean, honestly, like it's not, we should still be motivated to train, like kind of being that <laughs> hard ass per se. But I was like, what? I don't understand what this changes. But now as it's gone on, I felt it more. It's a different situation for me now, but I'm like, man, it's probably more of just like a loss of normalcy. But uh, yeah, at first I didn't feel it. I tend to take a second until I feel it, like I catch up to everyone else. <laughs> it's all good. How was adjusting to the Florida heat and running? Oh man, awful. <laughs> yeah, you came here in July and you came from Wisconsin. May, May. Came here in yeah, May. mid-May. Right oh, when it good. was like really hot. <laughs> and I had been in North Dakota for four years where it was very cold. So I never, I never adjusted. I never did. So... <laughs> Kudos to you for trying to adjust because I feel like I never adjusted either, but I was not here in May. So yeah. Yeah. Now it's nice though. Have you gone for a run? Oh yeah. It is so nice now. I feel so spoiled. You can go out in the middle of the day and you don't feel like you're going to die and end up crawling back to the front door. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I've never like, I, so I lived in, um, Mississippi is where I had my main clinical internship and then I did travel PT in South Carolina for a year and both those places, I mean, those, I mean, that was the South and it was hot. And, but, so I thought I was prepared, especially for Mississippi. And like, I just feel like unless, unless I'm, you know, just don't remember what it was like, it seemed a lot worse here. I was about to say, unless I'm just getting old, but I, I, I reframed my wording there. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm in South Carolina right now, right now. And it's probably, I mean, it's the heat, but here, I mean, it's the humidity that get, at least it gets a lot of people, but yeah, Florida yeah. heat versus here is probably, it's definitely a little less. It's not as bad, but it's still like really hot. Yeah. 
yeah no it's just it's so long well i was just actually who i had lunch with today she just moved from charleston area and she was like she's like i've had people say that like these two areas are equal in the summer but it's just that florida is just so long it's a lot longer so I you mean the weather you mean like the heat stays longer is that yeah mean? the heat stays okay. longer yeah got it <laughs> Um, what do you do now? What are you up to yeah. nowadays? And I don't even know. I just talk to people like you. We go to the beach. We went to the beach last week and then I get around on crutches and, you know, meet people at coffee shops. That's, that's about my life. Crutches so. or an e-scooter, which is better. <laughs> let's just, let's just compare for a moment. Cause these are PT students <laughs> listening. So they're wondering yes. these things. Yes. If you're wondering, I, I tore my plantar fascia and that's why I'm currently injured. Fun times, but knee scooters a lot more fun, but it's a little harder in the house to get around. Currently to add to complicate, not complications, but I have a little bit of a, like I had, my knee was a little infected from some bug bites on top oh, of it. Oh no. <laughs> not it's, still in, it's still infected, the spider bites or whatever. It, it like spread once I started using <gasps> the, so anyways, this may be too gross and stuff, but like, it's like I, I should, don't listen. To, I probably should have got these things checked out guys, but I didn't. And anyways, so then I was using a knee scooter and then it like spread it. So currently I was also supposed to get a PRP injection. I didn't because I, potentially if I'm if I have an active infection right now I can't get that done so it's just <laughs> adding to the fun um but but yeah so using a knee scooter I can't really use it right now so I'm using my crutches for now mm, things to think about people <laughs> I know and you never know it could get never complicated <laughs> it can get very complicated what are P PRP injections for people who are like what does that mean yeah, it's plasma rich protein, right? I believe. Let me make sure. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's so basically where, and honestly, I don't feel like I'm the expert on explaining. Just this in story. your experience. In this my is experience, not medical advice, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, so what the doctor that's going to do this is going to go in and do is like they go into your own blood, your own plasma, right? And then re put it into the pl the place that is you want to heal quicker or that is injured or maybe it you know especially for like a higher level like say professional athlete or something like to try to get this injury back sooner in the sense of so they can get back on the field sooner that might be a reason to do this but or if something's not healing kind of in my case so go in and then it's using your own healing factors to try to get that to heal better and faster so so yeah so that's, yeah, what I'm looking at doing at this point, unless I change my mind. No. We'll have to get updates on that because that's, I feel like we don't learn about it in school. No. Probably, just because of the, I guess, the research that's still emerging from it. But yeah, um, yeah, no, that's super interesting. So right now, so being, oh, yeah. Sorry. What, what is a typical day? I mean, I know we talked about coffee shops and I didn't mean to turn us off, throw us off from the actual question. No, that totally was good. good. <laughs> no, that was, that was good to present time, but what is usually a typical week or day look like for you? Because I know for a lot of students, um, just having that freedom too, of not being in a clinic nine to five and, you know, doing it, doing everything that you want to do. But if you can go into your weekly just schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll share that. And then we can go back into what I do. I was just kind of kidding around and I guess we got on a side note there. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. But um, yeah, so my typical schedule, honestly, I, and this may be 
to a fault end up working a little bit every day. I will try to take at least either Sunday or Saturday off, but I don't always. I will say that setting your own schedule is actually really, really hard. It's especially hard. It might be harder for different people, different personality types. For me, it has honestly been really hard. Um, how I set up my schedule is I work out in the morning. I honestly usually don't start work until 11. So I'm a little bit more of, I like to work out in the morning and get my day, kind of get my mind right, all that kind of stuff. So I usually don't, like my first call on my slot doesn't say until 11. That might not be you, but that's just, that's how I run mine. Um, and then these are days I try to go, I go into a workstation. I have worked from home before. Obviously I had to for a bit, but I go into a workstation because I need to separate, you know, my home life and work life a little bit. And then I'll do some work, you know, work from there. And it depends on the day. Honestly, some days I might be there for, you know, two hours and some, and then maybe do some work at home. And some days I might stay there for seven, but typically it's, it's workout. And then I will take my, any types of calls. I have some set times I take calls and then the tasks I need to do for work and, and look at my schedule at the beginning of the week. So today would Sunday, good day to look at that and look at what tasks need to be done. When am I doing them? Um, and kind of figure it out from there. What is work look okay. like for you? Yeah. Getting into the details here. Yeah. So now we'll go into what I was just kind of kidding around before, but so what I do now, um, so I have transitioned into, I do run coaching online as well as, you know, strength training, whatever it might be a little bit of telehealth PT, um, any way I can help a runner online, but I also have started to help other clinicians with learning how to write, um, running plans so that they can do the same thing. Right. Um, in the sense of, this wasn't on purpose. This was not my plan. We didn't go into this part at all yet. But as I was working with um, runners online, I started getting questions from other clinicians on, hey, like I have this, you know, I have this runner um, and I think I want to write them a 10K plan. Could you help me out? And I like just repetitively got these questions over a period of time. And I just on a whim kind of decided I was going to put out a course teaching clinicians how to do so. Went over well. It turned out it was something people really wanted. And so that's actually become more of my focus of my business now. Um, so that was back a little over a year ago. I started doing that. So now I, I coach clinicians on how to write the plans. So that can help them from anywhere from, hey, I want to learn how to add like tempo runs and interval workouts into a, a plan, or I just want to get this runner back to running after they're done with me in PT. Um, so I work with a lot of like cash-based PT owners and or people that actually want to be online too tends to be uh, a common thing. And now that's also transitioned to helping them out with their marketing online and how to get more clients. Because um, as they were working with me, they were like, okay, now how do we get the clients? I was like, all right, well, I guess I can teach you how to do that too. So that's actually what I do now um, fully, which is still sometimes hard to admit and be like, oh, is that like, okay, this is it. Because that wasn't like the plan, but it also wasn't not the plan in the sense of, I always said I want to be online. I love the coaching aspect. Full honestly, so if this is ever you, I've never felt like the PT side of things. It's just never felt like my calling per se. And like, I just never feel fully fulfilled by it. Like I haven't treated in a clinic, you know, even my own cash-based clinic, you can call it <laughs> mobile cash-based clinic almost in a year now. It's been 11 months. I don't really have a sense of missing it. I'll be a hundred percent honest. And I knew that would be the case. Like I miss people. I miss being in talking to people in person. Other than that, I just always knew that wasn't a thing, but like coaching I like. So now I'm coaching runners and I'm coaching clinicians. So that's what I do now. 
And you literally just filled the void. People were asking you questions. And you're like, let me just make this easy for you. Here's a course. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it, it's been, you know, it evolves because it's like, I, I mean, I had no clue. As you know, I was just like, well, this is what I do at first. And I think back to, it's crazy to think back to the first course I did. I was like, people bought that, like, and they still like me and follow me and thank me for how I help them. I'm like, oh man, not that it was that bad, but it's just like, I've changed a lot about it and it's really become a little bit more about the marketing side of things because i found that's actually more the questions people had like how to actually just get started um then they need to know that part the writing of the plans too but it's kind of it's it's evolving and i know there's a lot of ways to still to improve it but it's, it's a process of learning that so <laughs> it's the process of learning constantly yes going through things that are uncomfortable and and teaching other people too. But if you um, care to share one, I guess, most common question, like you said, that, you know, PTs have, where do I find my clients? If you have one marketing strategy or tip you can share with everyone, that would be great. Yeah. So for like a, a running clinician, like where would they find their clients? Honestly, if you could only have one tip, I would tell you to go start running with the local running club to be a hundred percent honest. <laughs> like I, I teach, I don't even teach that really. I teach all these online things, but if you could only do one thing, like go connect in person. Cause a lot of my clients, even now it's like, I'm still working with clients from when I lived up in North Dakota and I was connected with them. Now that tip might be kind of hard right now because some clubs aren't meeting. Like they are just kind of starting in Florida still. So actually I even, I haven't even followed that tip for here because there wasn't any active groups happening. So, so outside of that, I would say get out on social media and at the very basic actually, which might be the, it's not even a marketing, it is a marketing tip, but it's not anything like a strategic, honestly, just share your own running journey and start sharing that online more than anything. We do need to be sharing education, but you can actually connect with people a lot more just by sharing your story. I feel than anything else. Look, we all know humans connect to humans not yes. a picture of a skeleton doing a row or yes. something like that <laughs> with <laughs> deep explanations about it. Although they can be helpful, not helpful for connection that is right. legitimate and lasting and deep. You're more likely going to have all your PT friends be like, oh my gosh, great exercise. I'm going to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to add that in. <laughs> exactly. And if you had to give, we're, we're going to do one more piece of advice, but this time for a PT student right now in COVID times, one piece of advice you'd have. This is a very general question for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would be, and I'm just sharing this actually from experience because I feel like I lost this recently is just to keep your vision of what you want for your life. You know, whether that means you need to, I'm, I need to listen to myself right now. So <laughs> But whether that means you need to wake up and like journal that every day, or you just maybe you even need to like try something out to figure out what it is you want. Um, I feel like, and this is totally just personal experience where I've been in life, like just with so many changes, like there was a time recently I was like, I don't even know what I actually want, which might sound weird listening to my story right now, but you still hit these roads even when you think you're figuring it out. But I think if you're sitting there and you're like, things are weird, they're off, like they're not normal right now, but if you can stick as true to what you can do now in this moment to work towards what you want and just, you know, and stay true to that and, and show up to that every day. Um, I think that will help us as we all work through this together until things are, you know, a little more normal. I love that. That's a great piece of advice. And, and I think it's just, I mean, not saying pre-COVID was not important, but this I feel like is 
important right now, especially as we're getting to the end of the year and just reflecting on life. And if you're in a really tough semester, which a lot of people, I feel like fall semester is really tough in PT school, whatever that be, you know, first year, second year, didactic wise, and even clinicals too. But I think that's really, really insightful and just something, you know, we should do, even if it's just like doing it for, you know, a few minutes a day, it could really help. Yeah. No, and it's just, and take, I guess, advantage, I don't know what the right word is, of all the growth that is potentially happening right now and figuring out, you know, what what you want from life, what it's going to look like, because um, I think this whole COVID time has been such a, like you were just alluding to, opening time of like really figuring out what we want, as painful as it might be or not as fun, it's it has allowed us to grow a lot, I think, you know, collectively and individually, so. I would agree with you there, and if you have people who want to reach out to you where can they reach out to you and ask you more yeah yeah best place would be on my instagram which is kristen k-r-i-s-t-e-n underscore run your life uh reach out to me there or um my personal facebook page kristen i just spelled it schultz s-c-h-u-l-z honestly like normal you know facebook friend request i'm gonna guess most students you're more on instagram so i think that's gonna be the best place to go also i have a podcast so if you're into running entrepreneurship um you know business owner and also pt i interview a lot of pts um it's called breaking five a running podcast um it's all about um you know becoming better in all those areas I just mentioned, which is, you know, running entrepreneurship and as a PT, really what it's evolving into. So you can also find me there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited that I got to come on finally and that we get to hang out soon too. (laughs) Yes, we will see you soon. And if anybody has any questions, reach out. We'll put everything in the show notes. But thank you again, Kristen. Yes, thank you. Can I say one thing really quick? Oh, of course. I, I know you guys got to go, but I was just thinking I didn't fully say it before too. Like, I just wanted to like put it out there too, like, because I was sharing this with them beforehand. So I, I feel like I've said this to PTs before, but I've said to people before where I wish I would have done run coaching when I was in, um, when I was in school. Like, I was like, this is a skill I had because I did have this skill when I was in school. So whether that is run coaching, like let's say you did, you ran or you have an interest in it, like whether it is run coaching or, you know, just doing some strength training programming for people. Like I literally could have paid off my loans doing that. I know I could have in school. And that is definitely one thing. It never crossed my mind or had that opportunity even really online then, but that I wish not, I wish I would have done now looking back, that would have been a really good opportunity. So just throwing that out there, consider that as a route that you can go while you're in school to, to pay off your loans. Go listen to her. Go listen to Kristen, everybody. Yes. Like, actually, you know, take action on a lot of the tips that are being given in this podcast, not just today, but in general. There are so many amazing tips. You guys do have options to make money without selling your weekends to bartending or whatever it may be. And so we appreciate you coming on here to point that out too, because I did want to talk about that. I know we kind of, we went all over the place, but that was really good. (laughs) I just want to make sure to say that, but yeah, feel free to reach out if you do have any questions about that for sure. So thanks for listening to gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.